And we are broadcasting live somewhere in between Los Angeles and Boston. This is Jab Runners. So today we're going to interview Patty just a little bit about some of the symptoms of her disease. And then we got some bitching to do. Idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. So tell us about it. Well, what happened to me in the beginning was I did a lot of coughing. And I thought it was because I started smoking again. Shame on me. But it wasn't. Fatigue. You get headaches. Your fingers will start clubbing. What do you mean by clubbing? Well, if you look at your fingers, your fingers are pretty straight, flat. What happens is the blood pools in the bottom at the tips of your fingers. And so your fingernails will go up. They have a an arch in them, the long ways, you know. Can you see it? Can you well, see my fingers? Yeah, but that they can't. Well, I know, but I'm just trying to... <laughs> so they curve. Yes, they will curve down, but they also curve they get a point at the in the middle of your finger kind of. I don't know how to describe it. They just get puffy. <laughs> but that's one of it because it's lack of oxygen. So they curve down almost like not talons, not that long, but there's a definite roundness and downward pointing of your fingertips. Yes. How's that sound? That probably works the best. And you can't wear fingernail polish you're not supposed to or anything like that because it can change the reading of the oximeter. And you use an oximeter to measure the oxygen in your blood. So where's the reading supposed to be and how does yours work? Well, everybody is different, but everybody should be up to 96, 97 on the oxygen levels. Mine is 92, 93, sometimes 94 without oxygen. Um, if I have oxygen on, then obviously it goes up. And that's resting. Yes. It can give you a rapid heartbeat because your heart is trying to work overtime for the lack of oxygen that it's receiving. So you get dizzy, bending over is hard. <laughs> I can't touch my toes anymore, but making the bed is hard and showering. Oh my gosh. I never thought showering was so overrated, but it makes you very tired because you're using every muscle in your body as you're washing your hair and your arms, your legs, your feet, whatever. It uses a lot of energy, so therefore, it takes your breath away. What's happening to your lungs themselves? They're dying. <laughs> they It's like a balloon if you have a little, little pinhole in it and it just dries up eventually. That's what my lungs are doing. All my air pockets are filling up and now I can't get the air in there hence the oxygen because we can't we can't get enough air into our lungs and you can't get enough carbon dioxide out right and that does help it's made you weaker to where you can't perform normal stuff walking wears you out going to the store wears you out unless you have your oxygen well even with the oxygen I still get worn out and I think a lot of that has to do with my neuropathy also in my feet and hands legs arms is the neuropathy uh, is it a result of the IPF well my theory is yes but they they won't say that because a lot of people get neuropathy and don't have IPF is there anybody that has IPF that doesn't get neuropathy yeah there's a lot of people out there that have IPF that doesn't have neuropathy but they have it, it's funny not funny but it can create other things hypertension uh, what is that pulmonary hypertension 
<laughs> which is high blood pressure, which is something you don't have, which is kind of weird. And the other thing is you got a little bit better at one point where your numbers, what they do is they put her in a little tank and they make her breathe rapidly and fast and go out as hard as she can and all these kinds of things in order to get readings on the gas exchange, etc., and various different things. And you actually improved at a certain point, which had everybody shaking their heads because people generally don't improve when they have IPF, and yet you did. I think that has a lot to do with the fact that when I started feeling better and stuff, I started walking, and I walked in the summertime, spring and summer, two to three times a day. Um, in the wintertime, yeah, maybe two times a day, but if not, just one, and I've done that for years. And I, I, I keep pushing myself because I don't want to wear oxygen, but yet on the same time, if I don't wear the oxygen, I can ruin the rest of my organs. I guess you know what the hardest part about this whole disease is? You, you lose family and friends because they don't understand what we go through. They don't know the needs of oxygen and what you can and what you can't do. They say, well, just put your oxygen on. Let's go. It's, it's still not that easy. But the anxiety... I have gotten more anxiety than I ever have. Um, like, I don't like to go fast anymore. There's just certain things that I don't like. And we get depressed because we know we're dying. You know, it says the only way you're going to survive is to get a double lung transplant. And we all know that not everybody's going to get one. So people sit there and think about this. You know, and it's hard, and especially if you don't have anyone in your life to take your mind off of things and do things with or whatever, whether it be just chatting at the house. People think about it. I think about it. It's it's not a fun thing, and, and we know what we're going to go through. We just know, and it's it's scary. We know you have to have the double lung transplant. We're down here where there's a hospital that at least at this point is willing to see you and put you through the tests. And I and I might throw this part in here too. This hospital put her through the exact same tests that the other hospital put her through prior to the shutdown and them turning her down because she didn't have a COVID shot because they wouldn't just accept the results from the other hospital. They had to test on their own. That's where, cha-ching, that's where the money comes in, because they want to put her through all the tests so they can bill it to the insurance company, okay? So we had to go through that, and that's fine, whatever. At least they've got the information that they need now in order to proceed with the process here. But the problem is there's just not that many people that are going to, well, die because that's what has to happen somebody has to die to give up both their lungs and they have to have the right tissue they have to be the right size the right blood type there's all kinds of factors that go into it so it makes the pool of available lungs even smaller and so that part's frustrating as well so if well when she gets to the point that she's definitely going to need the transplant then she'll go on the transplant list and who knows how long that could take uh, we have to be within four hours of the hospital so that when the lungs become available, she can shoot right on up there and get right on in because obviously they're not going to have that long from the time that they remove them from somebody till the time that they're going to be okay to put into somebody else. And that process has to happen quick. And that's a phone call you don't want to miss. <laughs> oh, well, I was, I was outside. I missed the call. No, we can't have that. We have to get that phone call and then we have to be ready to just 
hop in the car and go. Definitely. And yes, if if I got on the list, my phone would be at my hip 24-7. And we'd have to have to-go bags packed and, yeah. and just be ready to hop in the car and run. And I was also going to add to your, what you were saying was right about the transplant and everything. The other thing that's the, a big factor is because I won't get the shot and I don't want somebody else that has had the boosters and things like that. I don't want their lungs in me because... The, Tainted lungs. Well, they are tainted, and that's what this whole COVID-19 is. It, it, it goes to the respiratory system. And so why would I want that put back in my lungs? And this is what the doctors aren't saying or believing, or they know it, but they have to sit there and say it, you know, that you have to get the shots because they get paid for, for them. I don't know. But I cannot honestly believe that all these doctors out there are knowingly giving you bad advice about this. I mean, why would you want to hurt somebody? But their licenses are at stake, and that's the thing. They've been told that if they don't give the shot, their licenses are going to be revoked. And so now they're sitting there thinking about their own personal life and lifestyle and their income. And that's the decision that they're forced to make. And so if they decide they're going to stay and tell people what they're supposed to tell people because the CDC and Dr. Fauci said so, then they're putting themselves in that position of liability as far as I'm concerned. And I think that this is something that we might wind up having a court case about eventually. Well, possibly. But I just, for my own personal self, if I knew that it wasn't good for you and I gave it to you and then you died, whether, you know, from the vaccine or not, I would just... I couldn't live with myself knowing that I'm not helping somebody if that was my career, you know? Well, and that's why 30% of the doctors around the country lost their jobs and all the nurses and all the, the medical people because they refused to do exactly what you just said. And the other percentage of them decided, well, my job's more important, so we're just going to do it, wash our hands of it, and blame it on whoever told us we had to do this. And that's the situation we find ourselves in. Also, you find yourself running into medical people that are just adamant this is the way it's supposed to be they've they've bought it they've bought it a hundred percent and and so they'll argue with you and they'll forcibly argue with you and then fall back on well i'm the medical professional here and i know and blah 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 but we but i don't go blah 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 (laughs) i knew that was coming (laughs) but the bottom line is What it's done is it's completely destroyed our trust in the medical system. When we went into this hospital the first time, and we'd already had kind of a little bit of an argument with the person we talked to about the COVID shot, but she said, you guys can come in even though you haven't had the shot. I was watching to make sure they weren't sneaking some kind of shot into her because I don't trust them. And it sucks that we don't trust our medical system anymore. And you know what? This is one of the major damages that's been done through all this and and it's frustrating as hell so when we got in touch with this hospital they argued with us just a little bit yeah we'll take you without the shot but we highly recommend it and it's part of our after surgery care procedures that you have the shot and all the rest of it and we told them straight up look we're not coming 
if you guys are going to say that we have to get the shot for her to get the transplant. Let's cover that now. This isn't something we're going to be ambiguous about. Straight up, we're not going to get the shot. And if you guys are going to insist on it, we'll go somewhere else. If that means we have to go to Texas, it means we have to go to Texas because we know they'll do it there. Some of you guys may remember the case of a woman that needed a kidney transplant, had the perfect donor already set up, that all been tested and all the rest, and the state of Colorado refused to do the transplant because she wouldn't get the shot. And Texas said, come on down here, we'll take care of it. It was a national news story. Yeah, it was well, a kidney it was kidney, yeah. But we're not going to put up with that. So that's why we've said each and every time that we've been up there, remember, we're not having the shot. And if you guys are going to insist upon it, then we're going to go someplace else. Now, unfortunately, where we're at, the election didn't turn out the way we expected it to. And the new governor is one of these pro-shot, pro-immigration, pro-CRT, pro sex change pro whatever the hell you want she's just one of these radical liberal types okay and the bottom line is the law may change and if the law changes and they force this hospital to go back to not accepting people that haven't had the covid shot we got problems and that means we got to go somewhere else which means we got to start the process all over again all the testing has to be done all over again because nobody wants to believe what the other hospitals did well our equipment is calibrated a certain way and so we have to have this information to have our baseline and that's the situation that we're going to find ourselves in so so we don't know for sure if the particular hospital that we're dealing with right now is going to stay true to what our beliefs and our passions are. Well, I guess hopefully we'll find a little bit more in April when I have my new doctor, pulmonary doctor. Pulmonologist. Come on, say it. My lung doctor. When we, ha when we go see them, we'll let them know and see what they say and how they present things and stuff. So truth be told, if I'm going to have to fight this thing through, I don't know how long because I'm tired, I might as well just give up on the transplant and just live my life to the fullest as much as I can. No, no, no. Well, we don't know. I mean, I'm not at the level right now where I need a transplant and that's why we're fighting it now So because I, I have in, a little bit of energy to fight this. If I, I don't want to give up. I want to live. I love life. I love the beauty out there of what God has given this country. And it just, I'm sick to my stomach about how this damn COVID thing screwed everybody up. You know, and it's not only people with transplants. We had somebody write in about uh, their daughter needs back surgery and they won't do it. Because she refuses to get the COVID shot. And she's up where we came from, dealing with the same hospitals that refuse to see Patty. Yeah, she's going through the same BS that I went through about this COVID thing, or still I'm going through. And she needs surgery. However, they found a tumor on her neck. And because that's in an emergency, they'll go in and remove that. Without the COVID shot. Without the COVID shot. Again, we're back to the logic of wearing your mask when you walk into the bar, take it off when you sit down because COVID <laughs> hovers. It's the same stupid kind of logic that just doesn't make any sense 
at all. It, no, it doesn't. And it's it, it's got to go away. It's really it's really got to go away. Well, the laws and the rules have to go away. And that's that's the problem. Because now, look, if you think about it, we're all walking around without any masks. We're going to the stores. We're going to the bars. We're going to the restaurants. Nobody's wearing any masks. What's really changed? Seriously, what's really changed? Not really anything, because no. the same percentage of people that didn't get the shot in the beginning still haven't got the shot, and we're all still alive. How the hell are we still alive three years later when if you don't get the shot, you're going to die? Dr. Peter McCullough came out the other day and said the same thing as Dr. Robert Malone. Um, the more vaccines you get, you're going to you're gonna get sick more often, possibly be hospitalized, and possibly death. That's with all these vaccines. And they're they're worse off than the ones that did not get the vaccines. And if you do go in the hospital, make sure you tell them I don't want remdesivir and don't put me on a ventilator because <laughs> that combination is going to kill you like it did hundreds of thousands of other people around the country. Why can't um, I do a citizen's arrest? <laughs> I want to do a citizen's arrest on Fauci, his wife, the foundation. Bill and Hillary. <laughs> Who? Bill and Hillary oh, and I, the foundation. Well, anybody that's involved with this. And it's not just for me. It's for every freaking person out there. They'll give reparations to people of color in well, a certain city, in a certain state, with when they had nothing to do with anything. But no, I want the money. I don't want the money to come out of the government. I want the money to come from WHO, uh, NAID, Fauci, and all those that I have already mentioned, and more. But they get their money from the government, which gets it from us, so it all works out that way anyway, because the government's paying no, for the no. WHO and the NAID okay, but, and all this other stuff. Okay, this is not nice, but I want them to hurt. I want them individually and their companies to hurt, not our government. I want them to hurt. They have millions and millions of dollars, if not billions. I want them to suffer like we have suffered because of what they did to uh, globally to everybody they should pay each and every freaking individual i'm just well i'm just mad damn it <laughs> because he's made this very difficult for me and had to change our whole life upside down to make sure that i can stay alive and don't get me wrong i am so grateful that i am where i am with my disease and what we have and I, I have gotten to see some really pretty country. and We've had fun. It's It's been cool. It's fun to travel around. Again, we love living in the motorhome. It's great. But in essence, we were forced into this because of the lockdowns, because of the inability to work. And so it's not it's not our fault that we're in this situation, even though the situation turned out to be reasonably okay. But who knows what else they're cooking up in the Wuhan lab that they're accidentally going to release into the bat wet market where somebody <laughs> ate a bowl of soup and kissed their spouse and hugged their kids. And the next thing you know, the entire world has it all because of bat soup. You know, it's just so stupid. And it's so stupid how they've reacted in the media to all of this stuff when we pretty much knew what was really going on within the first four or five months and they've dragged it out to this point now to where there's some people still arguing no it came out of the no it came out of the wet market and not the lab and, and it's like shut up come on we're not that stupid we we knew from the beginning 
that you guys were lying about this crap. And that's why we're so angry, because you lied to us. And you know what? Isn't this the truth always when somebody lies and then gets caught and they can't cop to it and admit they made a mistake? They just go into the depths of hell doing anything they can to cover their asses, man. And they just won't... They... Good God, I would kill for a politician that said one time, oops, I was wrong. Let's try this instead. Sorry about that. But no, 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 no. We got to keep going with the lies and cover those lies with other lies. And it happens every time. And that's one of the things that I'm also just fed up with. Good God. God, people. Well, you know, they're trying to blame Trump for this because he's the uh, one that started the warp speed thing on this. Trump didn't realize Fauci and Burks were lying to him. He didn't know. And he was trying to do everything possible. And then because he did say the ivermectin or the hydroxychloroquine, he did say those and they shut him down immediately. They take it out of the markets because they don't want it to be used. And like you said before, it's all because of the money. So no, I don't blame blame Trump. He was duped just like the rest of us to make him look stupid or to blame him like everything else. So no, it isn't Trump's fault. It's Fauci's freaking fault. Grr. Oh, I, yeah, I, I am grr. I'm really grr. Are you really grr? I'm really, really grr. Well, it's frustrating. And this is the same medical community that's doing gender reassignment surgery on kids now because they think, well, 10-year-olds are old enough to decide they want to have sex change surgery. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Eight-year-olds are old enough. Shut up. Good God. Again, this gets me to where are these doctors coming, letting this happen? How do they think that this is okay? I don't get it. We've had movies about mad doctors forever, man. <laughs> well, not even just the movies. There's always been mad doctors out there. But I now, mean, there's I creepy get... people that just push the science to its limit in order. And they, they, they don't. Either they don't care or they just don't think about the ramifications. But I think Both. that they just don't care. That's what I think. Because well, if they're smart enough to figure that out in the first place, how the hell can they not think about the ramifications? Well, you're right. Why don't, you know? Uh, uh, she did it again. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, let me correct myself. Uh, Stop that. It's like they came out with all this vaccination stuff, but you couldn't question it. Why? Because they knew that it's not good for you and we would find out and they wouldn't make that money that they did. All about the money, baby. It's sickening. It's disgusting. It just irritates me. I mean, yes, I love money. Don't get me wrong. I wish I had more of it. In fact, your guys are more than welcome to send us some. Well, I was going to ask the Democrats if they would, you know, talk to the lottery and uh, give me a give me a ticket. And, you know, they're good at cheating anyway. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> so we are once again up against a hard vodka break just remember keep fighting for your country or your flag might say brought to you by pfizer